Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and welcome to downtown Hunksville. Population, us. And I'm Carter, and I am not a con. <laughs> That's so creepy. That was trying to be the giant, but it wasn't. Can you take it again as Dom Toretto, please? Did you even oh, say yeah. a word? Did you even say the, ma- I the word that you're supposed no, to No, I didn't. So I get a redo by default. I'm Carter, and I'm not a chunk. <laughs> but you are because you are, because of Doge you are, just being normal. Yeah. Doge is the hunk, though. Tell me about it, dude. Tell me how. Well, I had a fun reason, but you know, I think that you guys wanted to say something else about me. Seemed like there was maybe some mean stuff you wanted to say about me about how maybe I have the same diet. As the Iron I literally Giant? was not even going to go into that. Is there, I was, is there but something not you want to say to me? I think well, that yes, Iron Giant that's sort of the whole podcast. Scraps like you eat scraps. That's all I'll say. This is fair. And your this heads are fair. close to the same size. <laughs> what do you want to? And he's a hero and people love him. Yes. He's like the main reason people watch the Iron Giant is for him. Yeah. He's Great like guy. But if you it. like hurt his favorite. He could cause massive destruction. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a dark side. Don't dark don't side. cross me. Zod. Thanks for spoiling the movie we're talking about, by the way. Oh, they already know. Jerks. They already know. It's the title of this file that they've downloaded. Hopefully you're downloading it. Don't stream it. If you love us, download it. Yeah. I'm a hunk because I went to a coffee shop and I got free coffee. It's the first time I've ever been treated differently because of my looks. Uh, and I really like it. It feels really good. I don't good. think discrimination's that no, bad, dude. I got free coffee from it. It actually feels really good <laughs> to be treated differently because of the way you look. Oh, you uh, say you're discriminated against. I walked what all in free stuff and did you get? Go ahead. They uh they thought I was their manager at first. <laughs> they were like, Oh dang, I thought you were our manager. He looks just like you. And I was like, Wow, lucky guy. And then I tried to pay for my coffee and they said, nope, enjoy the friends and family discount specifically for the manager. So I was really happy about it. I mean, that was a good day for me. If I were you, I'd start looking up like car dealerships nearby, what their managers look like. Yeah, maybe I could. You could have much bigger deals than a free coffee. Just cosplay as different managers across DFW and see (laughs) what kind of free stuff I can get. The free car (laughs) discount, please, since I look like your manager. I'd love to get the free car discount if you don't mind. <laughs> Good free coffee. Thanks for sharing. People just dedicate their lives to you because you look like Jesus. Did you drink it out of a? Did you drink it out of a junkyard? You trash. You trash eater. Yeah. Wow. Dude, there right, it is. Yeah. Full circle. Got it. Uh, we are uh, talking about the second place finalist in our uh, forgotten animation series. A series about two uh, D animation movies, non Disney. That was voted on by you, our beloved listeners, and we thank you for your input. And the movie that we're talking about today is known as The The Iron Iron Giant. Giant. And I'm very excited to talk about this, but first, I do need a synopsis from Dossier. Do we want want a Nick again? Uh, Why would you even ask? Nick Reganis writes, 1957 Rockwell, Maine. From the black void of outer space, a massive metal robot crash lands on Earth, sent by a distant civilization unknown to humankind. And as Hogarth Hughes, America's luckiest kid, has a chance encounter with the mysterious extraterrestrial visitor, an obsessed U.S. government agent embarks on a time-sensitive mission 
to capture the sentient android at all costs. With fear and prejudice creeping up on the neighborhood, is young Hogarth prepared to fight for his beliefs, protect his home, and save the Iron Giant? As always, just... As always, exquisite Just work. a beautiful... Exquisite. A beautiful exquisite, little wrap-up of... The wickedly talented Nate yeah. Reynolds. This was both... Nate Reynolds. <laughs> that was great. This was both of your first times Ye. to watch this movie. Yeah, I definitely felt like it. I, I I was wondering if I had seen it, but like around the time that it came out and I like blocked it out of my mind because I know there's sure. things like Bambi, Fox and the Hound that are just like too emotional. And so sometimes, yeah. like I didn't even really want to watch E.T. again mm. because things like that make me sad. But… Mm. Good thing this is great. nothing like E.T. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's big E.T. He's no, big yeah, metal E.T. <laughs> no, that um, was a joke. Can you guys laugh? Just give me a laugh. I'll edit it in. Just laugh right now. I'll edit that in after my joke. Ha, ha, I'm ha, ha. going to be insufferable on this episode. Oh. And then Doge is going to say For what's once? different than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it this time. You were that leaning forward me. to. I watched you <laughs> lean to the mic to say I was going to say go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a real pill. What's different whole, than normal? There it is. Um, Dang. This movie Can't you'd say that. has a chokehold on me. Um, just a very, very special place in my heart for this movie. I uh, rediscovered it uh, a few years back, probably like four years ago at this point. I hadn't watched it since I was like a kid. Vin had and, a creative Wednesday post. Yeah, I was like, let's go check <laughs> yeah. out Vin's good work. And uh, I had a month's worth of weekly uh, counseling sessions devoted just to my reaction to this movie. I love that. Because I have a thing where I just don't cry. I feel emotions. I feel them. They don't come out of my face very good. Mm. Um, and this movie, I've watched this twice in my adult life, once four years ago and once last night. And both times I have blubber cried. Yeah, dude, huge. And uh, the only reason I didn't full tailspin last night is because uh, Doge and Jess watched it with us and I was like, keep it together, man. Keep it together. <laughs> don't embarrass yourself in front of keep your it together. friend. Don't, don't show weakness. Don't show weakness. Keep it together. And I still, I'll tell you. He has to still think I'm stronger than him. I'll tell (laughs) you. When that big metal man just smiles and says the word Superman, it's game over for your boy. Yeah, it's so It is game over for your boy. And I think it's because this movie is so well put together, so well paced, so well written. And has something to say. And it just all culminates in this beautiful thing that is made for children and is super accessible, I think, at almost any age. If a a kid is old enough to start to explore sort of the concept of death and life, you know, I would say that this movie is perfect for like late elementary, middle school, probably. It's very Brad Bird in that way. It is. It's like, this is, like, it's the same, like, tonally as The Incredibles, where it's like, this is a a movie that's great. Like, kids are going to love the superhero stuff, but, like, the whole story of, like, Helen thinking Bob's having an affair, and, like, it's very, like, accessible, I guess. Honestly, accessible to kids, uh, and then feels written for adults. Yeah, at least like in terms su- of the Incredibles. Poignant enough to be meaningful yeah. to adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's it it I do think that's unique. I I think yeah. there's tons of kids' movies that are accessible to kids and fun for adults, but I think there's yeah. not a ton that are maybe even better as an adult than yeah. they were as a kid. And this one is what one we talk about for me. Um in the sense of like these Technically made for younger audiences, but accessible to adults. Does that mean more of the the jokes that adults get, the scenarios that adults get, or 
To me, like it's the not the narrative that, that adults understand. To me, it Sometimes. would be the narrative, like something like something like Toy Story three. I feel is a great example of yeah something that is like accessible to kids because it's bright and colorful and animated and fun. But like the theme of like of loss and moving on and and like recognizing when it's time for a season in your life to change to the next season. Yeah. I don't think there's many like eight-year-olds that are like, yeah, I love that and I understand that. It's time to move on. I'm right? eight now. <laughs> third, third grade's been fun, but it's just not serving me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is, man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm really going to be annoying about this. I think that this movie is so poignant and like perfect. I think that's the desire. Like you're supposed to feel that like, that poignant, that melancholy at the end of it. This is based on a novel uh, written by a dad to his two kids after the death, after the suicide of their mother, Sylvia Plath. Mm-hmm. Uh, their last name is Hughes. That's where Hogarth and his mom get their last name here in the movie. And then Brad Bird turned it into a movie as a way of like processing the death of his sister who died via gun violence. Uh, so like this, the whole thing I think is, oh, is, like hyper personal created in that really personal space of like how do i understand death and life and it invites the audience to understand like feel like it's bad to kill it's not bad to die like yeah. how do i process this yeah it's heavy stuff dude it is but then at the same time in that sort of disney way that obviously that dna is in brad bird even though this isn't a disney movie it's funny and it's lighthearted. Like it's legitimately, mm-hmm. I laughed out loud a bunch of times. Yeah. It's a great script. It is. Incredible Just script. Really fun. Can I, can I really super quirky. pump? Yeah. yeah. My super pump is specifically the script and blocking because yeah. it doesn't feel like for a second this was written as an animated movie. It feels oh, like yeah, we decided sure. animation is a great way to tell this story, but we're just going to write a great script and like even I, I don't know if that's Brad Bird's directing, uh, but like the blocking of these scenes, the physical comedy of this, like the the nonverbal stuff is incredible. Like it mm-hmm. is equally yeah. equally as effective as like a, a live action movie. I mean, I, we joked a little bit before we started recording that this is sort of like animated ET, but like I do think the nonverbals in this are as effective as if it was live action. Yeah. ET. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's just can, a, an absolute triumph in animation. It's really, really impressive. Yeah. Can you talk about cinematography with an animated movie? Yeah. Sure. Since there's technically not a camera. Sure. But it's still intentional choices of what's in the frame, what's out of the frame, where it is. In yeah. The way they choose to frame the, the story frame. Is, is great. I think it is creative. And I, that also felt like an actual, like real person movie. The yeah. way that we're trying to take. Like our our shot is from essentially looking through the windshield of a car that the giant takes and it kind of shakes a little bit and we see him eat the car. Like it was pretty immersive for yeah. a cartoon. And it was so interesting to see that this was one of the first times in a 2D movie that we had a character that was entirely mm-hmm. three-dimensional. One mm-hmm. of my favorite decisions that we made though was not to try and blatantly like make it shiny and look so different from everything yeah. else. I think yeah. Yeah. the Iron Giant <clears throat> fits in really well. Like I'm never going to forget what like the lamp or gold looks like in Aladdin or the, yeah, the piers sure. of the palace because it was just like, this doesn't really belong here. It's kind of like if you were to watch a 3D movie without the glasses on. You're like, oh, those are the bits that are supposed to come at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the way For that sure. they chose to keep the Iron Giant still looking very 2D but making 3D movement… Was yeah. I think I think that was really smart because that had to be integrated in. He didn't need to feel separate from Hogarth, and yeah. he never, yeah, never did. So that was a smart move. Somebody I else- would argue that it's things like that and the overall vibe of this movie that, and this might be spicy, and we can camp out here, or we cannot camp out here. Sure, I think Brad Bird is who J.J. Abrams has billed himself as. Can you unpack that a little? J.J. Abrams has sort of billed himself as, listen, I'm doing the Spielberg thing. I'm sort of a modern Spielberg vibe. Uh, I think people went for a long time, and and less so since Star Wars, went to J.J. Abrams for that 
I mean, I think Super 8 is the clearest example of it's that. A great, but I think, it's a great example, yeah. I think Abrams sort of built himself as like, hey, I'm new Spielberg. Uh, yeah. But I don't know that much of the uh, it, it, the narrative quality, maybe even the heart, the subtext of Spielberg was present in much of J.J. Abrams' work that at least I've seen. Uh, but I think Brad Bird totally nails that that at least that Spielberg style here in the Iron Giant, I would have to sure. rewatch uh, the Incredibles and Tomorrowland with that lens, I think, to be able to fully articulate that. But there is something like very Spielberg about this, even down to the like, hey, we're going to do a CG, a 3D animated character. We're going to push technology forward, but we're go- you're not going to notice that we're doing that because we're still prioritizing story. Sure. Yeah, I, think, I like that. I think if I can break it down the way that I'm thinking about it, I would can say you drop that- a beat for you? Yeah, if you don't mind, I would say that J.J. Abrams has taken inspiration from Spielberg, like, stylistically. But I actually think that maybe, to me at least, Spielberg's greatest strength as a movie maker is, like, the heart, like, the ethos ethos. of his movies. Big time. And I think that Brad Bird has the heart and the ethos of a Steven Spielberg, which is why— even though something like Super 8 is so Spielberg-inspired, this feels more Spielberg It just looks like anything. Spielberg. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the most important thing that Spielberg does, the thing that I always love the most about his movies is the heart of those movies. Sure. And so— It usually comes that, back to, like, family is unquestionably good. Right. Uh, and, like, I, I think that is something shown here. Lens like, of obviously. a child most of the time. Yeah, too, right? yeah totally. Lens of a kid. Yeah, Brad Bird absolutely nails that. And I yeah. think— in in conversation with you know Brad Bird slash just the Iron Giant sort of viewed against not even against I don't want to say against viewed alongside other things <clears throat> coming off of the Road to El Dorado which also <laughs> included like big name casting in these voice acting roles and we talked a lot about like hey you don't have to hire big names to do your voices you can have just good voice actors this is a movie where almost every part is a name or at least a face that you would recognize. There's not a lot of, like, voice actors in this. But it, I'm going to say every single role works. Harry Connick yeah. Jr. is awesome as Harry Dean. Harry Connick Jr. is great as the— Jennifer Aniston yeah. awesome as Mrs. Ho- uh, Hughes. Uh, <laughs> Shooter McGavin is awesome as Kent, <laughs> yeah. the uh, government yeah. agent. I just think, I think that every voice works. There is parts of Iron Giant, even though the world is bigger. I mean, we we end on the other side of the world. We go into space a couple times. It does have a bit of the one act feel in terms of the size of the cast, and like totally. yeah, it really does feel like six players, you know. And the fact that those were done well and very appropriately, you know, it's like we get Harry Connick Jr. because this character is an artist that loves jazz. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. well, what came first? You know, it's like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Is it how they wrote this or is it because they wanted to build it around Harry? It's good to yeah. have the audience ask that question. That means it's it's pretty immersive and it it's fits. well cast. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So honestly, it made me think when I was watching last night, Jennifer Aniston should do more voice work. She actually has a really great voice for characters. Yeah. She sort of has like yeah. a distinctive way of talking in a distinctive um not accent, but like the her dialect is really great for like an animated character. I thought she did. Yeah. Excellent. The other thing that I noticed having watched it, you know, four years ago, semi-recently, this movie is quick, dude. Yeah, very. Like there's really not a wasted scene in this entire movie. Yeah. Less than 90 minutes, almost like 80 minutes, right? Yeah. I think with credits, it's like 92. And I was, I had thought about super dumping on that, but I feel like they use the time so well. I agree. It's that fast, that's exactly but it as long as it needs to, me. to be. Can yeah. I, I? I'll super dump. I'll I'll break the barrier Ooh. as the as the guy who's most likely to slash your tires if you say something bad about this movie. I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> um, my super dump, I think, is the discrepancy in the size of the giant. It really feels like the Iron Giant is as big as the scene requires it to be at that moment. Um, I'm thinking specifically about him fitting in that sort of tiny barn behind Hogarth's house, him bending over to fix the train track versus 
the size of the giant that is attacking the town towards the end. Those are two different things that that one of them is about 50 feet tall and the other one is about a hundred feet tall. Yeah. Um, and the scale of the giant seems to just slide all over the place throughout the whole movie. And it, it sort of makes it, I wish that he stayed massive for the entire thing, but he does sort of shrink like objectively against the rest of the world throughout the movie. And I think that bothers me a little bit. I wish there was more consistency in his size because it's that part of what makes this movie so powerful to me is the size and capability for destruction that he has. Yeah. Seeing the switch um, when Iron Giant just goes like, I don't know what the alternate. Yeah. Like name. He goes murder mode. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. And felt a lot like some... uh, Robots that we see in The Incredibles, to be honest. It was yeah. fun to... Yeah, it really did. ...to see the destruction there too. But I had, like, for my super dump, I'm caught in between, and I'm going to have y'all help me make my decision. Okay. On my Interesting. super dump. I understand it's subjective. Do you think our listeners are going to be mad that they One don't was, to, like, vote on this? Possibly. One was when... Uh, so, to me, missile isn't necessarily gun, but it is the result of gun of some kind. I thought it would have hurt the narrative for him to not just kamikaze this missile and and meet it head on and have that supernova in the sky. But it felt like he could, he was also capable. It also felt like he was capable of shooting his own missile to just meet it up there. You know, this could be me not wanting pain to feel so painful, you know, (laughs) to feel so bad. So maybe that's not my super dump. But I did have a little bit of an issue. And again, it's all diluted. Super dumps. That doesn't mean it's not healthy. Whereas <laughs> diluted super dumps in real life would be not a good thing. But this one is that I don't know that Annie and Dean needed to ship up at the end of the like post credit. I think mm-hmm. we could have been friends. There wasn't enough in that in terms of the heart that was like, man, who's pining for these two to get together? Yeah. Was there? Like, I, I just don't know if they have enough time on screen together for that to even matter. I'm fine for them to hang out in the park together, but maybe they're like, well, we need to see all of our main characters in one of the final scenes in the park. So how do we get Dean here? Is he just a friend or do we just go ahead and have him be in a relationship with Annie? That just I felt like, thro- like cavalier. It didn't feel very intentional. I think it's more like, it's it's less like Annie needed a husband and more like Hogarth needed like a father figure. Yeah, I think if this was a live-action movie, I think if this was a live-action Spielberg movie, first of all, it'd be 45 minutes longer. Mm-hmm. And there would probably be like a a mean boyfriend or something of mom's that gets dumped along the way. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that they're like, if, if and I understand what I'm saying is, if the movie was different, this is how it would be different for that not to be frustrating. <laughs> if the so movie I totally was different, it. it would be different. <laughs> yeah. Everything else just felt so tight and like clean. And that was yeah. just kind of- I could totally see that. Extra. Yeah. So my my so. my response to the missile thing, the only thing that I'm thinking of is he wasn't in murder mode anymore. He was sort of in hero mode. Like friendly, friendly iron giant wants to yeah, save like never, people. Yeah, never murder mode again. I kind of think so. Murder mode. Yeah, okay. I kind of think so. Gotcha. So then yeah, that's so then my super dump then by default ends up being uh everything about Hogarth. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I think it's I think those are both fair criticisms, a hundred percent. Yeah, it was stupid everything else just felt yeah, <laughs> felt so put together and that was a bit sure. Mm. No, I, I can hear that. In a movie that feels like everything's put in a spot specifically for a reason. Because it's not that Hogarth like just just not doesn't in. even look older at all. Right. And so it's like, yo, next day, relationship. <laughs> I don't like that it's like, hey, if we go through big trauma together, like world saving type stuff, we have to be, we have to get married someday or we have to play Wii Sports. Sure. That's just mm-hmm. something that kind of irritates me in movies because it, it doesn't make sense. Either, either it's a romantic comedy or it's not. We don't need to have that, in my opinion. There's plenty of good Disney movies where it's never like, oh, new mom, new dad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, no dad, no mom anymore. Lost them both. You know, it's like, I don't know. Well, Brad's it's trying fine. to break the cycle. Yeah. That's a Brad thing. You know, that you is a Brad, a Brad thing. 
I'm trying uh, to Hogarth's, break the cycle. Did Hogarth's dad die in World War II? Is it what we're to understand? I think so. There's think a picture of his dad getting the plane. Mm-hmm. Which is even more significant in that like, yeah, lost his dad to war. Here comes a war machine. Yep. Wild. It's just it's so, too, so it's too, It's hard written, to talk man. about. Yeah. I, I get emotional. I, it's, it's fine so, to be emotional, so by the way, friends. Written. I'm one of the, yeah, one of the big champions for emotion. Let it out. <laughs> feel, feel what you need to feel. I like emotion a lot. I just also have a color wheel with emotions on it to help me identify the way that oh, I feel so. about things. Yeah, feelings, words. Yeah. So I would take a shot at you. I feel emotions. I just don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> what I, guess, be, yes. I could be like, I'm mad. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, actually, I'm sad and embarrassed. You're like, rock? <laughs> tree? Yeah. Rock? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Pretty much. No, we'll we'll dive into a lot of the the deeper stuff in the back half. Before we head to shout announcements, um, I just want to say that I think maybe the funniest physical gag, top five funniest physical gags in a 2D animated movie is Kent getting his head slammed in the bathroom door when Hogarth turns around and pretends to be pooping. Yes. (laughs) I just think that whole sequence is so funny, dude. I think the entire sequence with the Iron Giant's hand in their house is Is incredibly funny. His When he says grace over dinner, like legit laughing out loud at that. That's so funny. Yes. Get out, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's so well written in that. I think scenes like that show that you're right. It is not. It doesn't feel like this is just like a funny kid's well, yeah. movie. It feels like it's that a- and like when he has espresso when he's trying to convince Dean, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I drink coffee. Like that is yeah. so not something that a kid like if I'm six years old watching this, I have no idea what's going on in that scene. You know what I mean? Brad Bird himself personally animated that scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Which is amazing. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Gotta get that energy right for young Hogarth, you know? Gotta get it. Got to make sure yeah, yeah, gotta make he's bouncing off them wall. Young ho? <laughs> Young, Young ho. ho, yeah. Young ho, yeah. No, I Young hog hug. Hog hug, dude. <laughs> hog Let's, hug. Uh, <laughs> Let's hog hug our way right over to shout announcements real quick. Welcome to shout announcements. It's the part of the show we give shout outs and make announcements. Shout out to... I mean, just the killer vocals. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. hottest hottest vocal of all time on that track. I Knock think. them out, Vox. If I'm being honest with you, wow. People will be surprised that it only took four or five takes. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was take five. Can you believe? Can Wait, you believe four, four or five days of takes? Yes. Sorry. That's Sorry. Okay. Like, yeah. Takes. I'm going to say that was day of takes five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a five days. Dakes. That was Dakes taste five. That's fine. Next week, continuing our Forgotten series, we are going to be discussing the first place winner of that vote. Thanks to you, you beautiful, you beautiful babes, you wonderful chunkies, our listeners. Uh, You voted on uh, The Prince of Egypt. And oh man, very excited to watch this film. Haven't seen it since I was a wee lad. I'm really getting pumped up about that. Yeah. Wow. This was not a staple for me. I've seen it one time as a child. Really? Mm. I've seen it a couple. You know, Pastor's Kid, actual good, like Bible movie. It's pretty popular. Yeah. Pretty I mean, popular. between this and Bible Man, we were eating good for good quality. <laughs> Bible Man. <laughs> uh, get in and vote for Spring Delirium. We are in our final four. We're getting to the final. It is almost time to crown the champion of this 2D forgotten animated series. Guys, I, I, I want to give a little special nugget here in the shout announcements to maybe, you know, wag the finger at those that skip through this section. I want to share something with you guys. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. You yeah. know how I always mess up uh, actors' names? Can you recall? I, uh, I mess up I actors' names. That sounds, vaguely. That sounds, yeah, maybe. We found out I just do this with words in my life. For the longest time, I called, I, I've said this before maybe, I've called... Brain freezes, cold headaches. Um, huh. I have pronounced peninsula, peninsula, until I was 34 years old, peninsula, mm. huh. S-H. And instead of crevice, and yes, it comes up a lot, especially if you lose your phone in the couch, 
crevasse. That is I a different word. Thought, That's a different I have word. Thought the word crevasse was crevice my entire life. It is it is, is crevice with a fancy hat on. Yeah, do I just keep it though? I think I'm just gonna keep saying crevasse. It makes you sound a lot thing. more like mysterious and distinguished. Crevasse is just yeah. two crevices in a trench coat with a fake mustache on. <laughs> <laughs> crevasse. Anyways, nice. I just thought I would share that. That's Thanks. just a that's like a taste of like what you could get in Discord. If you had consistent access to us, you could learn things like that all the time. It's true. So if you want to get on that five dollar tier, jump on over into Discord. We'd love to have you. And if you're like, no, that's too much, three dollars bonus ups. Bonus, bonus episode. Bonus ups. Dungeons and Dordans. Dordans and Dordans. Dordans and Doggins. Let's go back to the show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Now's the part where I'm going to become absolutely intolerable. Now is the time. Oh, I didn't know that it hadn't started. I think it's about now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and super pump for. Okay. You can't can't super pump. Okay. Here he goes. The only super pumps I can't allow. You can't super pump the whole movie. You can't do that. The story of something rebelling against its own nature, choosing to be something that it was not supposed to be because that thing is better. And the idea of something created for like destruction being allowed to decide for itself that it would just rather make art and be friends is like the most poignant, beautiful thesis statement of a kid's movie that I can think of. It Every tear out of my eyes in this movie is a direct result of the Giants' decision to save instead of kill. And I know that that's like, duh, that's the movie. But I think that, you know, I talked in my, in my counseling sessions about my reaction to this movie. There was a lot of conversation about how I oftentimes feel like I do it to myself and am sort of pigeonholed by other people into the like confrontational category of things that was sort of like 
It's what I feel like my superpower has always been is I'm good at confrontation, unafraid of confrontation. Right. I'm good at navigating those waters. And sometimes, especially when I was younger, uh, escalate. Mm. And I think a big theme of my like 20s has been how do I not do that? Because I don't like people like that. And I don't Mm. like… I don't like being that person, the escalate person. I, I don't mind yeah. being good at confrontation, but the, like there's been such a theme in my life of reprogramming myself to not just go for the kill in an argument because I want to win every interaction that I have. <laughs> Superman. Uh, yeah, dude. It, <laughs> like it, it just, this movie just resonated with me when I watched it as a 24, 25 year old, just watching. Yeah watching this thing that's supposed to be a big gun and shoot things go. I would rather just not. And instead, yeah. if I can use my size to protect rather than hurt, I would rather do that. And I think it just spoke to something in me. And that that story beat for me is yeah. the, I was telling Doge last night, no, knowing what was coming, there are early beats in the movie, you know, the deer, uh, the Superman comic, his his refusal to pretend to be a Tamo in the junkyard when they're playing, he puts the S on his chest to be Superman. That all leads up to the moment that he says, I am not a gun, runs away, mm-hmm. and then the whole thing starts. Uh, by the time that he chooses to fly off, and I think the thing that makes it stick for me is not that he's not sad about it. He's like excited yeah. to be Superman for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And to go save everybody. And it just wrecks me. I mean, fully levels yeah. me. Um, yeah. And it's so powerful. So my super pump is the decision to let the Iron Giant choose what he wants to be. Yeah. Is so good. And went yeah. directly over my head as a kid. I was just like, cool, giant. Yeah. Of course he's going to save everybody. That's what heroes right. do. But yeah. as an adult, it just lands so differently for me. And that is yeah. unequivocally my super pump. This is yeah. This is a moment that I feel like WB got it the most right. They will ever get it in, Dude, terms, of like, in terms of like corporate synergy specifically. Because yeah. if that was like… Outside uh, of Pinky and the Brain… <laughs> if that was like a made-up superhero for this movie, if he was like, I love Ultra Guy, you can be, I want to be Ultra Guy. I don't want to be a Tomo. 100%. It doesn't work as well. 100%. The fact that Warner Brothers is like, hey, we can actually go ahead and use real Superman for this because yeah. we also own Superman. I don't know, man. Like that works so yep. well. And I think WB has been chasing that like cross IP synergy <laughs> high ever since. And they've never made it. No. Yeah. Them? That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, Jordan, I just want to, yeah, take an aside to thank you again for sharing that. I think that's one of my favorite super pumps that I've ever heard on this podcast. Oh, um, well, thank you. I uh, want to take some time, too, to just be like, it's so, movies are art unequivocally, and art can deeply move us. And yeah, it depends on who's looking at it and what it's, you know, what it's saying back. But I think often, you know, the more that we do this podcast— we're not doing it for really any kind of success. I think yeah. this just gives us a direct line to talk to each other about art once a week. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift. And so, yeah, I think it's just so sweet. Movies can absolutely do that. And I love that that's, that's been a part of even your therapeutical, like your counseling journey too. That it, That's how it is for me. I find very often that I talk in and teach in like metaphors to movies. If people don't know about like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, I have to reframe a lot of how I teach. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, this is worthless to you. This is completely over your head. But I try and find some kind of connection to some kind of art in some way. I appreciate you sharing that. My super yeah. pump um, for this movie is just the relationship. I think my super pump really in a movie called The Iron Giant is probably Hogarth. Hmm. Um, because he's just… It was such a great balance of innocence, but not completely naive. Yeah. There were things that he knew that the that the grown-ups didn't. And then there's the relatable thing that becomes relatable from the other side. It's relatable as a kid to be like, you know what? Sometimes I do feel like I see things differently because it's not as crowded up yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. You know, 
in my mind and in my soul. And then you become an adult and you're like, I got to listen more. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it's amazing when some, a, a single character can kind of be the crux of both sides. And I think Hogarth does that. And it's just, you know, he's naturally more relatable as a human. <laughs> you know, the sure. Iron Giant is relatable to, you know, in, in wonderful ways. But yeah, to see Hogarth as a kiddo that's not afraid to speak up and the similarities to that he even has with the Iron Giant. He, like, Hogarth has every reason to not be conflict uh, averse, you know, to like approach yeah. conflict. Because he's upset and he's living in a home without his dad, probably at an age of things that he didn't really understand very well. Mm-hmm. And so we see an anger from him a lot, you know? And and there wasn't too much that the Iron Giant did to just calm Hogarth down outside of just being himself. But yeah. Hogarth was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I think… A great not- kid performance too. I was about to say, Hogarth yeah. is a really good movie kid, like performed well. Written authentically, like kid authentically. That's the like other Spielberg yeah. flavor, dude. Exactly. That's what, that feels very E.T., very Elliot. It feels like Elliot. He's just animated Elliot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, my super pump is Hogarth. And also the flex of the writer <laughs> on a more funny note of like, hey, I'm going to make a really narratively strong character that pulls at the heartstrings and give them the name of someone who like helps aid the main guy in torture chambers. Yeah. Like dude. the person who, who, who like, like rolls in the body, the half-dead bodies on the cart. Our our, our main character's name is Hungblor, dude. Let's get dude. after it. <laughs> it's just wild. Hogarth Hughes. There's not another yeah. one, you know? Yeah. But yeah. That's it's it's, it's an odd enough name that if I ever hear the name Hogarth in anything, I will assume it is a reference to this. Yeah. 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 I was like, uh, is that the… It's Game of Thrones, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Nah. Iron Giant. Hold the Garth, dude. We're being Hold too positive. Hold the Garth. <laughs> Bear hugging Garth Brooks. <laughs> Hold the Garth. Uh, can I bring us crashing down to earth? With a you always do. Dump? I think this is the flimsiest super dump of all time, but I'm going to say it confidently, and you guys yeah. aren't even going to be able to tell that I don't really believe it. I think the ending of the movie would have been better if instead of Hogarth waking up and opening his window to let the screw roll out and then we see the Iron Giant like assembling himself in Antarctica. I think at the end of the movie, if the last shot is Hogarth sleeping in bed and then a slow zoom in on the box that the screw is in and then it lights up blue and then cut to black and then we start credits. That's how I would end it. So Brad, if you want to do it again, like just give you it a text shot, me, man. call me, give me a shot. But Here's that's how I would have done it. I get that. All kids and 34-year-old Carter that didn't remember the ending <laughs> needed to see the smile. I needed yes. to see. Yeah. I, I didn't need so to have too, any dude, question that this jaw screw was going back to my big lovable boy. Uh-huh. And he's totally fine. Guys, I definitely didn't see this movie or definitely blocked it out of my mind and was too sad to watch the end. Because I thought that we don't get the Iron Giant back. I thought he's just dead, dead. And so for me to sit at the end of this, my face warm from emotion, wet emotion, and to see him live was just like, it was amazing. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that he was alive. I had no idea. And I guarantee you, I watched this last night, today at work. We're doing this in the morning on a weekday when I'm working. Will be one of the more productive days of my entire life. I'm gonna. I'm walking around with my head held so high that the Iron Giant actually never dies. And I don't think we made another movie outside of the sequel to this, Ready Player One, in which we actually see the Iron Giant alive. And that's right. perfect. Way to yeah. go, Brad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever touch it again. Way to go. Incredibles three probably coming out. You know, it's like he's not gonna <laughs> keep this story going because it was just a one and done. But really. A reason one of the main reasons is it's a one and done is because of M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> because Sixth Sense came out the same day, and yeah. I think one of the it's it, the good thing about art is like while it's subjective, what's tough about movies as art is there is the economical side of things yep. which don't make it subjective. Like things don't get to go any further if you don't make the money. And this lost guys when I was looking up Blockbusted a year or so ago of like lists of the movies that lost the most money, Iron Giant comes up hmm. yeah. quite a bit. 
It yeah. lost $50 million. I think it found most of its success in like home release and like being yeah. on Cartoon Network and stuff. Yeah. Because it's still, I mean, it, it won, it got second place, right? That doesn't really happen. Yeah. Uh, the popularity of that doesn't happen really for a movie sure. that Jupiter yeah, Ascending is not getting bombed. second place. Right. No. Right. No. But unbelievable that it lost all that money. I know. It also— Because if there— Go ahead. I was just going to say, because if there was— We did not get any kind of animated feature Oscar until 2001. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Academy would have liked this movie. This is on IMDb. It's a top 250 yeah. movie. Yeah. 85 Metacritic score. That's stupid. Yeah. 85? Anytime you're over 80. But to That's be crazy. pretty close to 92 is— yeah. Unreal. 100%. Great movie. I think I think this movie, there's something that feels, because this movie's what, 20, is it 24 years old? Yeah. This movie's 24 years old. It feels like it could have released yesterday to me. It's mm. the, the it helps that this type of animation feels really timeless. Like it when it's done this well, it doesn't really age all that much. Yeah. And so um, it still feels really fresh and fun. It's animated well. It's colorful. But also, I think that the sort of, the general, not to use this word again, but the general ethos of this movie feels very strong today. Like, it feels very yeah. relevant. And so, yeah. watching this movie, it doesn't feel like it's like, man, people used to feel like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, today still feels like that. Yeah. This is a Spielberg thing, too. Do you think it aids the timelessness of it to go ahead when you make it, have it be made in the past. Yes. With just, with just life narratives. It's yes, like, yo, absolutely. this kind of stuff happens all the time. It has nothing to do with the context of like what technology we're using. We're going to go ahead and go back really because the significance of Sputnik in this case. Sure. Um, and just the fear of what could be. Yeah. Um, which if we're talking about themes too, you know, the one that resonates with Jordan is is probably one of the more paramount, but there is so many, there are two or three strong, like obvious themes in this. And one of those being that just the fear of the unknown, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like let's just play it safe and blow it up. Is, Responding to the unknown with violence. Yeah. Yeah. The We talk about timelessness too, and nothing about this is cool. But like the fact that we're talking about, I am not a gun. Yeah. And you know, we live in a nation that's the highest- the gun violence is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I think we're at 150 mass shootings in America this year. Yeah, and yeah. so it's just like, man, this is this is relatable. And this has always been relatable, unfortunately. But yeah, there's a way to do that. And the fact that we chose the landscape of a cartoon is just just so thoughtfully written. Like it's yeah. it's one of the most thoughtful movies that I can remember seeing mm -hmm. for our podcast, honestly. Yeah. I think it holds very firm to the C.S. Lewis, like the the mm -hmm. idea that a good kid's movie is just a good movie. A good kid's story is just a good story. Yeah. You know, if it's yeah. if it's not good enough for you, it's not good enough for a kid. Yeah. Um, I think this this really holds firm to that. Um, has everybody super pumped and dumped? I feel like we're missing one. No, we're in. Does did you super pump? Uh-huh. It was the blocking in the script. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sure. the first. Yep. yep. The first of Blocking in script. So the only thing that I didn't super pump technically was the drawing and the sound. But right. so half of it. Hey, soundtrack rules, the man. The, the <laughs> soundtrack's <laughs> really good. It's Michael Kamen like doing a very, very passable, uh, like sort of send up of a John Williams type of score. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Like this is this is the exact kind of sonic landscape this movie needs. And that's another thing that yep. makes it feel super Spielberg. Is that it's very like, like, I don't know. Sounds like that late romantic com composition style for sure. It's really good. Yeah. Last night yeah. when the movie finished, I forgot Shooter McGavin existed, and I was like, "Man, Kent sure sounds like the bad guy from Flubber." <laughs> Turns out, sure is same guy. Yep, sure is. Perfect Which casting, is dude. What a what a. Yeah. He's a great government snob. He's so um, good at playing a slime ball, and I'm sure he's a great dude in real life, but he's yeah. so good well, at he, playing a he total wasn't, slime. Yeah. He wasn't the slime ball in Flubber. Flubber was the slime. Nice. Was the slime. Oh. Nice, dude. The slime was Flubber? Wowzers. Man. My new super pump is that I just realized these shorts I have on have a crusty pocket. There must have been something that got washed in there. 
Yikes. Did you guys hear the sound of the gates shutting in my brain to not let any jokes out? Did you guys hear the sound of the (laughs) slam of the levee? The dam that just closed in my brain and stopped all the jokes? That's called growth. Look at him. What a big boy. Keep going. That's adulthood. And I'm proud. It's a graphic photo. (laughs) It's time to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale. The same science that was used to craft our big, lovable boy. It is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing is buy it. It's followed by rent it. And then stream it. And after that is forget it. And last but certainly least the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go poster, obviously. Obviously poster. This is an IMDb top 250. This is a Doge top 10 probably, top 15. Mm. Dude, listen. Incredible. We got to start talking about which ones are getting bumped out of your top 10. I know. I I love that. It's like once a month I say something's a top 10. But yeah, this is, I mean, I love E.T. E.T. is my favorite movie of all time. And so, of course, I love this This is so E.T. I definitely thought of you there. I like the poster too. There's no reason not to. There really isn't. Um, It's also fun that we had a movie that was this popular, uh, non-2D or 2D, non-Disney animated. And there's no, it's not a musical, right? It's like storytelling without having to use that. And I'm not saying that's like a crutch or anything, but… It was just fine. I loved it so much. Everything about it. See, I think I, I, I totally think that sometimes the musical element, look at Road Del Dorado. The musical element was a crutch to fill out time. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes yeah. having the courage to make a kid's movie without songs is a big deal. Oh, Carter. Why did you do Why that? You sent- Why you do it? That's disgusting. Carter just sent us. Carter just texted us a picture of his crusty pocket. What happened? Did you hear? Did you hear the doors close again? Just down on either side. No jokes. I'm just going to send you guys a picture of the Iron Giant poster. I'm going to buy. Is it the one from? Oh, wow! Love it, huh? What a great poster. Love that one, huh? That's excellent. Ugh, rarely does a poster so just encapsulate an entire movie. Ugh, that's too much. I really yeah. like the IMDb soon. Yeah, poster that, like fifties, like B movie style. Yes, yeah. the, it came from outer space at the top, um, yeah. and for that reason only, just because I like the poster, no other reason. <laughs> I'm buying the poster for this movie. Of course, I am. To me, to me, this is a perfect film. Um, I really, I, I <laughs> all just, of our super dumps were so reachy. I know. <laughs> I can't. You're exactly right. I can't explain much beyond even if I didn't have like a visceral reaction to this movie every time I watch it, I would still love it just as much. But the fact that this movie also sort of reminds me that my tear ducts do work. (laughs) That's good. Uh, What is the noise it (laughs) makes? Is it just like a… Yeah. Anytime anytime I cry, the first first two minutes are just… And then the tears finally come and it sort of bubbles and gurgles at first. like, And then they start to flow. No, I did. Pleasant. I did a real uh, cartoon, cartoony cry uh, at the beginning of my cry last night where the tears go up in your eyes. Like they're filling up goggles. <laughs> I noticed that like the tears are like, like and then I blinked and then they fell down. But you can you can ask Doge. I'm not I'm not ashamed of my emotions. I'm just bad at emotions. But when the when he says Superman, I I whimpered. I mean out loud. <laughs> oh, like he said Superman. I was like, Whoa. like out loud. I made the sound. It gets, I'm tearing That's up so talking cute. about it right now. Oh, it just gets me so yeah, good every time. Being a he was being a real baby about it. Just I was a total laughing, baby. Dude. I thought it was so funny. It was just hilarious. big was toddler energy over here. Just had your phone out recording him being a baby. <laughs> hey, missed most of the movie. Callie, my wife, she's going to get mad at me for saying this. Only when it's about movies and stuff. She laughs at me every time I cry because I don't ever cry. <laughs> and so when I do, she's laughing. But it's more like in the way that you would laugh at a squirrel that got its leg caught in something. And you're like, come on, buddy. I'm going to help you out of it. Not hurt, <laughs> but like, you're silly, man. And then you like get its leg out and it's free to go. That's the way she laughs. 
That's, that's cute. Uh, don't forget that next week we're going to be talking about your first place voted movie that better be better than this. The Prince of Egypt. Very excited. Very excited to watch this movie. Doge, I'm so excited. You've never seen it. No, I have. Who hasn't seen it? None of us. All oh, of us. Chelsea hasn't seen it. My wife hasn't seen it. It's uh-huh. going to be her first watch. I remind you, you of Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, hmm. if you get free coffee, if you look like the manager, hmm. what do you get if you look like my wife? Kadoosh. Those are the doors closing <laughs> in my brain to stop all the jokes. I'm an adult now. Sex. (laughs) 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 To end today's episode, I would like for each of us. Right before the door closed. (laughs) Just one slip. Indiana Jones hatted that one single joke out. Same thing. Sorry, man. Say that too. Sorry, guys. (sighs) Jordan and I are such big fans. Yeah, I've never seen it. Seems like something I could be into, though, if I gave it a chance. Can I tell you? I'm worried about Dial of Destiny. Of course, dude. I think it's. I think it's gonna be. Absolute trash. <laughs> oh, I'm so worried. Hey, I'll tell you. I almost want to see it with you to just like hold your hand. Like, Phoebe, it's okay. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Are you guys gonna, you guys gonna laugh down. at me while I cry during that movie? Yes. No. Phoebe Waller Bridge is never a bad choice for anything. And so I'll take it. I'm excited. Well, no, I think it's gonna no, be. No, it's it's Phoebe Bridgers. Are you getting them mixed up? <laughs> yeah, my fault. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh man, don't do that. Phoebe Waller Bridge, she's in that band, uh, Smart Smart Fella. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke. Uh, if I do say so myself, it's a good joke. And I do. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what the first thing that we would do once we discovered the Iron Giant was friendly. For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and I would have him pick me up and take me to my freshman. Uh, college English professor's house and just step on it. Oh my I'd make sure nobody gosh. was in there. I'd make sure nobody was sure. in there. All the people Evacuate in the pets the out, house. safe. Goodness. Then i step on his house because he gave me a failing grade on a final that I passed and I hate him. Mm. 10 years ago. Still feels, still feels fresh though. Wow, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Don't say <Yep>. that. <laughs> wow, y'all are so old. It was actually, yeah. it was actually 10 and 10 and 10.5 years ago. You got to do that in toddler time. I'm 10, it's 10 and a half. It's 126 months. Almost as many months as hours that James Franco's arm was stuck in a boulder. Wow. Dang. Wow. I'm Doge, and I would ask him if he could fly immediately. Yeah, That's why the most didn't unrealistic we ask that? thing about this movie <laughs> is that Hogarth at the very end is like, oh, he can, can fly? fly? My dude, he came from space. He came from space. You should have asked him that first thing. Like, number one, do you speak English? Number two, do you fly? Pretty awesome moment though, huh? Yeah, it's really good. I'm Carter and make me breakfast. Ooh. Ooh. Iron Chef, perhaps? Mmm. There it is. Chef Giant? Iron Chef Giant. I think also I'd, I'd be down for like, Iron Giant feels... Like, going to always protect me. So mm. maybe I go check out my biggest fears with yeah. him by my side. Ooh, go jump off like, stuff. is there a way for you Spiders. to kind of be a submarine? Can we just go see what's down there? Before, yeah. Uh, I don't think I, trust I like you. that. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see. Y'all, I had a nightmare about this, the eel from… From Mario? Super Mario Brothers. Did you really? <laughs> yes. The fact that they chose to bring that bad boy back. Yeah. Nah. That even scared me big. So that should be that movie should be rated PG thirty five, right? Like you still would have appreciated a parent going with you. Yeah, just Please a little handhold. That's all me. I'm asking for. Just a little handhold. Yeah. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.